Hello, hello, beautiful people. Happy October 18th. Bobby the Awesome here for 321, no kidding. Feeling a little jazzed at the moment. I was just fortunate enough to be on my first ever Zoom talk show, I guess we call it. Just did an interview on the how to build emotional muscle stage, I guess for lack of a better word. If you're interested in checking it out, there's a Facebook group, How to Build Emotional Muscle, and it's led by my friend Mohammed Reza, someone who I've met in class and in business and has been an ally now for the last five or six months and honored to know him and be part of his community. So that was uh, Bobby getting her brave on, I will tell you. I had no idea how many people would be watching. I had no idea what questions would be asked. So it was definitely a bit of a journey, but any opportunity to spread the message about how dangerous gambling is, is an opportunity I have to take, whether I'm comfortable or uncomfortable. So a little fired up this morning. Also, so I'm still in Kansas City and uh, had a good day yesterday, went to lunch with my girlfriend who lost her husband a little while back. Got to spend some time with her and the girl who was kind enough to let me stay at her house whenever I am in town. And it, you know, it turned into an afternoon adventure. Got to see a couple of my, my floral managers that used to work for me that are both doing well. So good quality time again. Had a little interaction with an old friend struggling last night. And, um, you know, guys, I guess what I want to share is if you, just need to talk. If you need to get something off your chest, if you need to work through something, don't be afraid to reach out. Like, just don't be afraid to reach out. Even if you don't say it as simply as, I need your help. Maybe it's just you put something out there to let someone know you're feeling some kind of way. And I'm sure you're starting to see who you can and can't do this with, or at least I'm hoping you're learning to see who you can and can't do this with, but it's important. Don't bottle things up. My, my friend that was doing it, you know, I woke up to an apology, you know, like, I'm sorry for, you know, unloading this stuff, but I'd rather them unload it on me than, you know, make other choices, you know, having a drink, having a gamble, having a, you know, meltdown, whatever it is, I would much rather... And try to be there and let someone be a sounding board. And again, we don't know what we don't know, what other people are going through or what they've been through. So just be be kind and, and open to people who may need you as a resource. All right, let's see what the reading says today. John Bunyan, John Bunyan, it's spelled really funny, but I think that's right. He that is humble ever shall have God to be his guide. We all know someone who is truly humble, someone whose inner calm we can feel, someone whose material, emotional, and spiritual generosity we may not trust at first. If the humility is authentic, it is likely that that person has moved through suffering in a way most of us have not. It isn't that this person may have suffered more than we have, but that he or she has moved through the pain, felt it, expressed it, and let go of it. Rather than going around it, medicating it, denying it, or minimizing it. 
We may wish to become people like this, yet we fear it. By their very being, humble people challenge us to be present in our lives, much as animals are. A cat is always fully itself, but we may be only 30 or 80% ourselves at any given time. We cannot take lessons in humility. It is a quality that emerges in its own time during the course of our recovery. But as we become more authentic and more connected with ourselves, with others, and with God, humility follows. Today, help me be present with myself and so learn what it means to be humble. <laughs> wow. When when I first read this, there is a person that came to mind. He's the most humble person I know, and I don't even know him very well. I've seen him in some group environments, and I've talked to him a little one-on-one, and I hope to have him on as a guest for November when we cover step 11, because he embodies the the spiritual work from both a religion and a, just a mindful sense. And I had given him accolades for things that I had learned. And he just, the way he handles responding to things like that, he takes no credit. He is humble. You can tell he's on, on this path. And I don't know. I don't know how to explain his level of humility and why it impacts me so much. But he's just really, really a gentle man who has a lot of wisdom. And I, I can't wait to get to know him a little better. I, I found it very interesting that humility is tied into our suffering and our immersion into the other side, you know, onto the recovery side. I'm going to reread this paragraph because this was the most profound one that I thought of the reading. If the humility is authentic, it's likely that the person has moved through suffering in a way most of us have not. It isn't that this person may have suffered more than we have, but that he or she has moved through the pain, felt it, expressed it, and let go of it. Rather than going around it, medicating it, denying it, or minimizing it. Like, wow, this this is the same message as the bucket message, right? Um, instead of medicating it, denying it, minimizing it, which essentially to me means pushing it down in the bucket and hanging on to it, moving through the pain. And I will tell you, if you're not an expert at this, <laughs> one of the ways to do it is to remove all those coping strategies that are not the best, like the gambling, the drinking, the drugging, the shopping, the porn, the whatever it is. If you remove those and you just have to feel, then you can start working on getting to this other side, to this humility side. And I hadn't thought of humility as being a positive byproduct of doing the work and doing the recovery before reading this today. We wish to become people like this, yet we fear it by their very being, humble people challenge us to be present in our lives, much as animals are. And we talk about being present all the time, don't we? It's really interesting to go from being physically in a moment or a situation or an environment versus being physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually present. I, I woke up thinking about this this morning for some reason. I was in a situation last night I was talking to this guy that I never met before. Um, I was just being silly with him outside of the bar. And then I ended up having a really interesting, valuable conversation about business and life and travel and all of these things. And I woke up this morning like very 
intrigued by how engaged I was in that conversation and how interested I was and actively listening. Like that's one of my commitments in my business world and recovery world. And as a human is I think that I have an opportunity to just become a better active listener. And that is a skill that can be practiced. Unlike the reading saying that humility, you know, can't be learned essentially. I never really thought of tying it into the spirituality of recovery before reading this, but listening is is a skill that I want to strengthen. It's, it's one of those muscles that I need to continue to work on. And I can't listen completely, I don't think, unless I'm being present. Like I have to be present in the conversation and be listening and not be distracted. And I noticed, so again, I had a friend kind of reaching out about some stuff. And as the night went on, you know, this guy I was talking to left and then I was back in conversations, but then my attention had shifted between both places. The conversation I was physically present for, although I'm not sure I was mentally present because I was mentally engaged in this text communication with the friend who was struggling. And that doesn't work for me anymore, guys. I'm like so bad at that. Like I had to reread the text three times to make sure I was following the gist and I just wasn't doing a good job of being in either place, even though, yeah, I wasn't gambling or drinking, but I still, I need to be all in whatever I'm in the moment in order to be present. That's just how my brain works. I don't know if that's a everything. The science says, you know, that multitasking is not a good idea and that our brains can't be split like that. So I'm guessing it's applicable to everyone, but I really experienced that last night and can see it. We cannot take lessons in humility. It is a quality that emerges in its own time during the course of our recovery. But as we become more authentic and more connected with ourselves, with others and with God, humility follows. And this is maybe humility is a blind spot for me. I'm glad that I'm having an opportunity to evaluate this with you as as we discuss this. I feel like I've made some major strides in my recovery. And I feel that I'm the most authentic version of myself that I've ever been. And I feel connected with myself. I feel connected with others. I feel connected with my spirituality, but I don't always feel humble. And I struggle with this. And I hate even saying this because there's hate. I don't use hate. I dislike saying this. See, got to be present, got to pay attention, stick to my values. I don't like acknowledging this or not having full understanding of this. I still waver between truly understanding humility, how to be humble and confident at the same time, I guess, is my struggle. And what I don't know, what part of my search is around this topic is it ties into the perception because that's really what it is. I mean, I'm excited about my progress and recovery and life and relationship. Like I'm excited about that and I'm proud of that. And I'm I'm confident that I make the best decisions I can in the moment. And I'm confident that I learn from my mistakes as I go. I'm not perfect. And I'm confident that a year from now I'll feel differently in a positive way about my growth because I, I'm confident that I'll learn more this next year. But then I get hung up on perception because we all have those negative voices as a general rule. And the people that I serve and work with 
and try to help may not be feeling confident about one or more of their aspects of their life. You know, maybe not confident in their, how they show up in the world or how they handle relationships or their job or whatever. And there's times that I feel like minimizing where I am to make other people feel better. And I am not telling you to do this. I am telling you that I look at this as a a flaw or an opportunity area for me to work on because that isn't, I shouldn't diminish myself. I would never let you diminish yourself. I want you to be proud of yourself. I want you to always acknowledge that you're worth it and you're capable and you should be proud of the things you're doing. So why do I still do that? I don't know. It's it's something I got to still work on. I think the reason is my fear of not appearing humble. And it shouldn't be about appearing humble. It should be about being humble. So I get really screwed up with that in my head. And I guess maybe when I take away the power of worrying about it and I I get to the other side of that, I imagine I'll go through another shift. I just haven't, I haven't gotten there yet. So it's interesting. This is just part of my self-awareness. This is not part of my, I figured it out part of speech. I just know that I don't want to be cocky. I don't want to be a shithead. I don't want to say that, you know, recovery is easier. Try to make it look easy. Recovery is work. It's going to always be work. We're going to always have, you know, in GA language, character defects. We're going to always, we're never going to be perfect and that's okay. And going back to the being present, as long as we're present in our recovery and being aware and open-minded and all those good things. And then we're, in my opinion, we're doing the right thing because we're moving forward. And that's really what it's all about. As long as we're moving forward and we're striving for happiness and fulfillment and gratitude, 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 gratitude. Love that. Love that feeling. Love that word. I'm, I'm sitting here out in the cold <laughs> recording, just being grateful that, you know, it's not snowing or it's not negative 30. It's just a brisk flipping fall day. But I can be grateful for it. I'm grateful that, you know, I have a car to sit in to not be recording wind and being even colder than I am. (laughs) So yeah, guys, humility is a fun one. And I, you know, I hope I fully 100% get there. Just in this reading, if I interpret it as literally as I am today... I guess I'm not there. And I guess when I am there, I almost won't know that I'm there because I'll be too humble to notice. (laughs) Kind of funny, right? Well, that's what I got for you guys today. I hope that you are having a fantastic weekend and I will be back with you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget, check out How to Build Your Emotional Muscle on Facebook. If you want to check out my interview or there'll be interviews every Sunday, as well as Muhammad put some pretty amazing content in that group. If you just want to learn a little bit more about emotional intelligence, have some exposure to some new things, highly recommend it. All right, beautiful people. Thanks so much. Have a good day.